Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Thanks to everyone who supports Daily Tech News Show directly. To find out more, head to dailytechnewsshow.com slash support. This is the Daily Tech News for Friday, August 30th, 20 or 31st, 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And I don't know what day it is either, Tom. From Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. I think it's the last day of August, which makes it the 31st, and I believe I'm in a kitchen in Alameda, California. I'm Patrick Norton. Ah, the kitchen debates that we'll be having with Patrick Norton later in the show. You need 8K, Tom. (laughs) Do I? Do I? We'll find out. Absolutely. Our producer, Anthony Lemos, is in for Roger Chang, who's out with a baby. How's it going, Amos? I clearly don't know what day it is. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. Uh, It's Friday. We're just going to have some fun. We're going to talk about rollable experimental screens and 8K televisions, and we'll start with a few tech things you should know. Rebecca Black hasn't... Nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, Mozilla (laughs) said that Thursday, (laughs) Firefox will block third-party tracking by default, as well as combat fingerprinting, which tracks people by device data such as OS and browser versions. Future versions of Firefox will prevent websites from injecting code to mine cryptocurrency. However, Mozilla didn't offer details on how any of the blocking would actually work. The Windows update, formerly known as Redstone 5 or 1809, is now officially called Windows 10 October 2018 Update. Oh, it's so, such a good name. We here at Daily Tech News Show are certainly not going to criticize a literal name <laughs> like that. Uh, it includes the first feature for the Your Phone app on Windows, uh, cloud clipboard, machine learning for deciding when to push updates, support for more AR experiences, and much, much more. Apple told developers that all apps, including ones in testing, must now have a privacy policy by October 3rd. Also, the company notes that once submitted, the policy cannot be changed until a new version of the app is submitted. All right. Let's talk about Codex. Qualcomm announced the AptX. I don't know how to pronounce this properly. I don't know if Qualcomm does. AptX? Okay. I've been dealing with AptX since before Qualcomm bought it, I assure you. Thank you. 
it's, a, it's the Aptex Adaptive Codec for high quality audio over Bluetooth, delivers 24 bit audio and adjusts to external interference while providing better video sync, they say. It'll become available in September and incorporated into Bluetooth 5. So, Patrick, uh, exciting that it's delivering or no? You know, they, so Bluetooth doesn't suck as much as it used to. Um, they use AAC for iPhone, which actually sounds pretty fantastic. Uh, Aptex and Aptex HD already exist. I'm curious. I want to hear it. Um, this phone, this Moto G, is one of the first phones I've ever had where I can actually force it to go into different codecs uh, deep inside the developer mode. Uh, I'm, I'm always anything that promises to deliver better audio quality, I'm down with, but this is going to have to be built into your phone and into your headsets. Um, looking forward to it. Uh, can't wait to hear it. So it's not just a yeah. software update? Uh, you know, if it is, I am misunderstanding it, but okay. that's entirely possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at this point, I mean, part of part of my issue is like, when I hear 24-bit audio, I think snake oil because nobody needs 24-bit audio. Mm-hmm. Feel free to send angry email to ask at avxl.com and we can debate the finer points of HD audio and it being marketing fluff. Um, but uh, I, I actually... You know, you know, wireless audio has gotten so much better. I'm just stoked that Aptex and Qualcomm are still, or Qualcomm is still pushing Aptex to deliver more better. Yeah. So, and and we, as we're going to talk a little later on the show, wireless earbuds uh, becoming more and more common from better and better manufacturers. So, you need yes. the codec to go along with that, right? It never hurts if it works. <laughs> Well, I hope you're all enjoying rumor season, um, which has really... <laughs> Is that like Robert se- Robin season? Yeah, sure. Rumors? I don't know. It's, it's some sort of season. It's fall. Uh, we've got a new uh, Apple event coming up. 9 to 5 Mac now swears. They swear. They have pictures of a gold iPhone to be called the iPhone XS. XS. And the Apple Watch Series 4 with an edge-to-edge screen. And a user on Reddit posted pictures supposedly of the Google Pixel 3 with no notch and two bezels. So XS makes sense because this would be the S generation. They go every other generation. There's the generation and then the S. And last time was the iPhone 10, So this would be the 10s. But, of course, everyone's going to call it XS because it's going to be really expensive if this ends up being the name. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss the Claude 3 model family from anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise ai with models at every point on the price performance curve you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence speed and cost Claude 3 opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed and haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone 
and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Get it? Excess, like excessive. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, when I hear excess, I think of the band. Sensation. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> well, that's in excess, but, uh, but, uh, but, but there is also excess. But, but yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Patrick, do you care about gold iPhones and two bezels and notches and uh, I don't know. What do you what do you make of all of this? I don't know. The the running joke at this point is all notches are bad unless <laughs> you're Google with the Pixel 3 and then you make the biggest notch ever <laughs> after you spent years telling people how evil and stupid notches were. Um, I don't care about gold, but judging from conversations I've had with product managers, a whole delete expletive ton of humans out there really get off on gold devices. Like uncomfortably excited. I mean, I, I, I would put myself in that category. I Maybe, watch okay. all things gold all the time. Gold or rose gold? Because for a while, rose gold was the new black. I had a rose gold iPhone when it was new, and mm-hmm. it was lovely. Um, I would prefer a yellow gold right. iPhone. Oh, See, I'm like a platinum, like titanium kind of guy. So Dripping in gold. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the platinum iPhone. I mean, the truth is, at this point, I expect the iPhone, like, the iPhone X was so over the you top. Know, platinum expensive. scratches easily, though, Patrick. Well, yeah, but it also turns out if you have a titanium wedding ring and you weld with it, you can get welding slag on it, which makes you super popular when We've your wife finds it. We've taken the platinum iPhone and sprayed it with a light coating of titanium. <laughs> titanium filled, uh, yeah. Chapter I don't know. Part edges. of me... I mean, because I was talking about this with Ryan Trout on uh, This Week in Computer Hardware yesterday, and we were kind of laughing mostly. I mean, it's like, ah, it's an iPhone. It's more expensive. It'll have a better camera. Oh, my God, it really is more expensive. How much more expensive is it? Really? It's that much more expensive? You know what I mean? Like, that was our kind of joke at this point after looking at the pricing of the iPhone X. Um, But, you know, it was, for me, the thing that kind of fascinated me the most was looking at the Apple Watch. You know, and uh, what do they call them? Complications yeah. when there's additional information. Right. So there was like, and I was reading like I, we maxed this out, and we're looking at like okay, there's like the barometer and the temperature and the time until sunset, and like you know, it was just all of this information in the four corners because they minimized the bezel and maximized the screen, and there was four more complications in the center and the time. Mostly, I'm just wondering. Like I just I find it fascinating to watch them stuff more and more information into this, and I'm trying to decide if it's actually usable in real life. I'm really curious. I'm also I'm really curious where the pricing on this stuff is because yeah. at this point, you know, I was looking at buying a new iPhone and being like, okay, so I lose the headphone jack and it's a thousand dollars, and okay, I'm I, you know I'm playing around with a two hundred fifty dollar Moto G6, um, which you know has the most insane collection like that's one of the worst you know the the watch for you know with its eight chunks of information or nine if you count the clock seems much more readable than 37 tiny icons on the top of the screen 
but I'm curious how well it works. I'm curious what additional features are going to get packed in. And I'm, I'm kind of curious what they can do with the camera at this point. I'm, I'm curious what they actually announce on September 12th when the actual announcement that will tell us all of these things happens. <laughs> I forgot. You guys are already over rumor season, <laughs> or, or at least it's. I mean, because I was, I was. You're not talking about this for from, six months. Yeah, yeah I so think it's October for probably October for the Pixel. Uh, so we'll we'll find out then. Um, uh, hey, trend alert! New trend alert: uh, routers that are also smart speakers. Netgear's Orbi Voice Mesh Router comes with a speaker and Amazon Voice services. Now, it's not a 360-degree speaker like the Echo. It has a traditional woofer and tweeter uh, in front with a bass reflect port, so you got to point it the direction you want the sound to go. It does not support simultaneous playback with other speakers either, but it is a router. Uh, it's tri-band, Wi-Fi, up to 2.2 gigabits per second, so not the fastest, but but decent. You hold that thought. Sorry. Uh, it's 2.2 uh, gigabits per second. What's wrong? That part is, but a lot of the things that claim to be faster, the the router manufacturers are doing like, well, if you could simultaneously connect on... Well, hold on. Hold on. Let me finish this, okay. let me finish right. this headline, and then you'll understand okay. where I was going with that. Two Ethernet ports arrives in September for $300 or... Bundled with an Orbi hub for $429, Netgear also announced the Nighthawk XR700 gaming router with 7 gigabit Ethernet ports and one 10 gigabit port. Go. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you should do the Huawei thing, and then I'll get it all out of my Yeah, system. also, uh, and, and back to Trend Alert, uh, Huawei announced the AI Cube, which combines an Amazon-powered smart speaker with an LTE SIM card slot and Wi-Fi router. It is also a cylinder, not a cube. Even though it's called a cube, but my the, my takeaway from all of this is oh this is this is smart. I wonder if it will catch on. But I am a, it appeals to me the idea of a smart speaker that's also a router on my mesh network. You still have to have a hub uh, for right. the Orbi, right? Uh, but well, I can it also place... depends where the speaker is, right? Well, I well, mean, if mesh, I put a speaker me- where my router is now, it's you not want an the ideal mesh, place. You want the mesh routers out in the open. But they're, you never really want them appear in the open because they're just a thing you plug in and they don't do anything. However, if it's a speaker, then it's great to have them out in the open because it's a speaker and it will have better line of sight to the next uh, item in your mesh. Sorry, the, the, the power cord's not long. I, I like to reach over there and grab my, my Nick, your Orbi satellite, but the power cord's not long enough to pull over here. So the thing about that came out with the mesh networks is one – they all every almost every net mesh mesh network manufacturer hired a designer to try to make something that would not be pro like, like something that might look like it, it might be uh, in the corner of IKEA or the name of the place that makes the furniture that falls apart that always looks so beautiful that's in the mall um, like this Eero uh, for instance exactly you know, you know a happy little hockey puck right um, or something that right looks now. like a vase but you can't put flowers into it and uh, so the it's so Netgear has done like they've done their big flamethrower. Orbi system. Then they did some smaller ones that allow you, if you don't necessarily need the power, the high-end ones or don't want to spend the money. They have an outdoor router now, a waterproof, weatherproof, dustproof one that, that I was playing around with. And uh, so this is literally one of their satellites that they took all of the empty space in the satellite and had Harman Kardon design a speaker to fit into that space and add in the the you know the, the directional mics to do the the the, the Alexa stuff. Um, I was because I I went into this because I was I, I had a meeting on this and I'm waiting for the thing to show up and I'm just like oh god 
Ned is going to do another Wi-Fi speaker. I hate Wi-Fi speakers. I'm over. Just buy Sonos and leave it. You know what I mean? Like I'm just, I'm done with the product category. Some of them sound amazing, but all the amazing ones seem to have crappy software. So this is literally like they are looking at how they can make this, this box more palatable, right? And they've wrapped it in fabric and it's an Alexa speaker and it sounds pretty decent. Um, it's for me, I don't know if it's a new category, but it's another really interesting move from, from Netgear to try to make Orbi more functional or maybe just to get everybody who's already bought an Orbi to buy more Orbi products. Well, um, I think between Orbi and Huawei both doing this, it's not necessarily a new category, but it's a new trend, which is like, oh, we're going to combine the smart speaker into the router. Yeah. Because yeah, other, is, other attempts to make a router do something else have generally been sort of silly. Yeah. And this was this one. I was going into this thinking this is going to be awful. And I walked out of the room thinking like, okay, you know what? Because I, I literally have, you know, one sitting on a table, you know, in my kitchen um, where it, it connects to a computer and another thing. And, you know, that actually wouldn't be a bad place to have music. And I've seen Netgear Orbeez that are sort of, you know, tastefully sort of, you know, there's a bunch of pictures on the desk, like at grandma's house, except, oh my God, it's your generation now doing the grandma photo thing on the side table by the front door. Uh, and they sort of hid it in there. So I think it's something that could be useful um, or at least make it, you know, reduce the number of devices. Plus, quite frankly, anybody who bought one of the original Amazon ALEXAs is probably aware of how mediocre that speaker is at this point, And a chance to upgrade that might be really attractive. Yeah. Well, on the subject of new product categories, Huawei announced its Kirin 980 system on a chip built on a 7 nanometer process around ARM's Cortex A76 CPU and Mali G76 GPU design. It also has a Cat21 modem supporting speeds of up to 1.4 gigabits per second, faster than the Snapdragon's 866 megabits per second. Huawei's Mate 20 flagship phone will contain the new Kirin 980 chip and be announced in London October 16th, although I guess we're kind of announcing it right now. Uh, well, no, the, the Mate 20 will be announced in London. The, the right. chip was announced right now. I guess right. the Mate 20 details will be announced in London. If that exactly. Makes sense. Yeah. exactly. Uh, hey, go Huawei, I guess. Um, competition for, for, for Qualcomm. Uh, and, and the Snapdragon's been out for a little longer, so it's not like Kieran's lead will right. last forever. Scientists at Queen's University Human Media Lab in Kingston, Ontario, built a prototype 2K touchscreen they're calling Magic Scroll. The 7.5-inch screen can be rolled up into a cylindrical casing, but the screen stays on the outside of the case and can be used as sort of a cylindrical smartphone and then unrolled if you need to use it more like a tablet. The team presents the project at the Mobile HCI Conference on Human-Computer Interaction in Barcelona next month. It's kind of cool. It's obviously 2K. It's low res- re- the resolution. It's real bulky right now because it's a prototype. But look past all that. Would you want a cylindrical object that you could use as your smartphone for just, you know, little things? And then, oh, I want to see the full video. You un- unwrap it, basically. You un- unfruit roll up it. Uh... <laughs> Every time I hear about this sort of like the the rolling up feature of, uh, you know, an upcoming smartphone or tablet or whatever, I'm like, ah, do I need this? This seems silly. Where am I to put it? I don't need it. You know, like what cylindrical thing would fit in any apparatus that I'd carry things in? However, I've never seen this in the wild. I don't know one person who's ever, you know, shown me how this works well. So I want to... Um, 
I want to reserve judgment until I see uh, how much it will improve my life. Because I think this is one of those things where the form factor makes no sense to me because I don't know how it will improve my life yet. I, I, I'm I'm sitting here trying to think about that, to, to think about what my use case, because they say, oh, you can keep it in cylindrical form and answer the phone with it. But I, I guess that's that sounds so weird to me. It's better. like I would rather right. ra- unwrap it and have it folded and use it folded, which they also showed answering a phone call that way. I think that makes more sense. I don't know. I at this point, every time I I, I look at my wife's like iPhone five S, the little tiny one or the SE, I mean, um, and then I go to find my reading glasses, and then I realize I might actually need a magnifying glass for the reading glasses. You know, the idea of having something that's that delete explosive big, delete explosive apparently being the word of the day for me or the phrase of the day, um, just having a big screen uh, is a lot more attractive to me than it would have been five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, before I started wearing reading glasses. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm with Sarah. Like, you know, you know, you have this big stripe down the middle. It's sort of, you know, flopping down in the back. There's I mean, lots of things. Like, though. They'll, they'll yeah, clean I know. it up. I'm with I'm with you. I'm just I'm very curious to see if they can make it into you know because that's that's a really big tube. That's that's more like a beer can than you know. I was thinking you guys were talking about the thin tube and answering yeah. the phone and this I'm like, this is really going your pockets. Like an energy elegant, drink, think, you know, like Bob Barker's microphones that were like three feet long and a half inch thick. Like I'm thinking I'm going to be elegant with my giant beer there. can. Next they just to my they have head. to present first and then they can start. Listen to you. You're all faithful in the future. This is of a re- these are scientists. This engineered. isn't a company putting out a product come on i know i mean i'm i don't i don't feel very faithful in this <laughs> honestly but but i but again but again this is because you know i look at specs on on paper and i go eh, i don't know that sounds complicated however i think that having multiple form factors for a single device probably a great idea it's just that i don't know anybody who has shown me that this will improve my life yeah, yet so we're still it. kind of on the precipice of 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 the multi-form factor smart devices well if you if know it, what it's good for email us feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com in the meantime if you want to keep up on all this stuff every day there's a quick way to be smart Check out Daily Tech Headlines. You can get all the headlines each day in about five minutes. Just subscribe to dailytechheadlines.com. All right, we're going to wrap up a little bit of the big news coming out of IFA. Uh, Patrick's been keeping up on it. And uh, one of the big things that we saw were a couple of 8K TV announcements. Now, it's not the first time we've seen 8K announced, uh, but in the past, it's always been coming soon. How much closer did we get to here this time? I think we're in the uh, you can't afford it, but someone you know or the guy that owns your <laughs> but company. But somebody could. Yeah, okay. But somebody could, right? Well, it, you know, it's, it's, it's for a while it's been in the like, look at the magnificent 8K television. Uh, and then, you know, at CES, uh, you know, we saw a couple things. And, you know, I want to say about a year ago, there was like, if you have house money, we can get you an 8K television. And now it's actually... Uh, you know, to use highly technical marketing terms, the pissing contest between Samsung and LG has moved into an entirely new area, which is, you know, moving the entire population of people that haven't gotten on to 4K HDR TVs yet into 8K TVs, at least the high end. I'm guessing most of these are going to cost in the $20,000, $25,000 range, uh, not a lot of pricing information out. Um, 
you know, the uh, from what Robert uh, Heron has said when we were talking on AV Excel, he doesn't expect uh, the LG OLED stuff to be much smaller than the giant television that they're showing off now. The, uh, the this crazy eighty-eight inch television, um, you know, Samsung should be able to shrink their eight K TVs down a little bit faster. They're doing QLED, the, con- the 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 quantum dot stuff. Mostly, these are jostling to see who can be, you know. Who's, they're, they're both trying to get there first. There's fundamentally no content for either one of these. Um, you don't need 8K. Most people still haven't upgraded to proper HDR. Um, you know, I, I just, I remember like part of me, I was, I was reading stories out of IFA and part of me is like, wow, this is really, you know, manufacturers are treating this like the, there's more announcements coming out of IFA, it feels like, because it's less congested than CES. So mm. part of me is like, I really yeah, got to pay too. more attention than IFA, to IFA. Um, than I would have in the past. And two, um, I was kind of fascinated that both LG and, and Samsung uh, decided to announce uh, these products now because, you know, they're, they're super early. And I also think it's, it's one of those things we've, we've, we've known for years that there's not a lot of money in television manufacturing. So television manufacturers always seem to be trying to figure out ways to get people, especially at the high end where there's the largest margins, to buy the new shiny Um so, you know, yeah, I, I felt like this crazy. was a setup for this was the tossing the ball in the air so they can hit it at CES with some kind of price and, and shipping details because they didn't have those yeah. this time. No. And, and the, the truth is, is like these are going to look beautiful. Right? This is we were talking in pre-show the you know, this is in the eagle soaring stage right. where they have this magnificently shot. Like, you know, there's like two dozen of these cameras in the planet. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the cameras are worth more than the block I live on right now. And the <laughs> lens is worth even more than the camera. Um, but like, you know, we talked about in the early days of, of HDTVs before you could actually buy like a 1080p HD tv you know you'd see this the eagle soaring and you'd be looking there was always this side shot so you could see the movements of the feathers and the breakdown of the wing and be like wow this is so incredible or the conversation you and i had where i called you up i'm like what are you doing and i'm like or you're like i'm watching soccer and i'm like i didn't know you liked soccer and you're like i don't but i can see the (laughs) points of grass and the stripes on the shoes and this is so beautiful um there's that one crazy picture, I think, on the Tech Radar article where there's, you can see the world's first 8K OLED in the really attractive modeling company, model pair of models. There they are. Like, wow, I love you even more now that I've seen this magnificent 8K imagery on this OLED TV. That's the LG one right there. Um, Actually, was that the from- one where they, they tweaked the, uh, where they tweaked the caption? No. It was, uh, it was the Verge that did it, where they tweaked the caption with the, the woman saying, I'm leaving you and you're not listening to me because you're too distracted by this 8K TV. <laughs> that pretty much sums it up. I mean, you know, they're neat technology demonstrations. If you get a chance to look at one, you know, it's 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 like that first time you got to look. Uh, it's, it's, you know, these are incredibly dense. There's like 33 million pixels in there. Uh, or more there's just a staggering number of pixels are going to be even on an 88 inch tv they're going to be incredibly small um you know, if you want to look- zoom and enhance boy 8k tvs are real good at that <laughs> yeah but it's it's uh oh man you know uh we don't know what the upscaling is going to be like i mean assuming yeah. you know they're, they're gonna they're gonna spend a lot of money on a chip to upscale you know 4k to 8k i think upscaled streaming 4k is going to look kind of rough on 8k um you know uh yeah. but you know the other we're, flip so side we're, of that we're is basically like, still in the wait and see 
territory yeah, of 8K, unless know, you have we, way more money than you know what to do with. In um, theory, we're like four or five years away from 8K being the you know, the standard, but I just I'm, I'm not. I feel like we're no. There's so many people that are behind on 4K and HDR. I find it difficult to believe we're going to be going to 8K in the next three four years. All right. Well, let's uh, let's finish up with the wireless earbud trends because, uh, and we talked about a couple of these on on the show. But Audio Technica has a couple. Sennheiser has a couple. It seems like like true. They're calling them true wireless because they don't have a mm-hmm. a wire connecting the two earbuds. Uh, the AirPod style for you Apple fans is is really <laughs> uh, settling in. Yeah, it's it, in the, the thing about Google, especially with their not exactly wireless earbuds uh you know i think audio is an afterthought a lot of people who are into quality audio have not been impressed uh with the airpods um sennheiser generally you know they're 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 a headphone and microphone company and they generally do good work i can't wait to hear these i'm very very curious um you know these are you know true you know discreet not connected earbuds um you know they're going to be somewhere in the three hundred dollar range. They're promising, uh, f- you know, four hours of listening, twelve hours with the case. The ones you're seeing right now, if you're watching the video, that's Audio Technica, um, and Audio Technica was was doing a bunch of interesting announcements. But again, the wireless earbuds, Audio Technica is a respected audio company. These look a little big, um, uh, and finding them on on Amazon is going to be a nightmare because it's the ATH-CKR7TW. <laughs> um, you know, but these are these are two Sennheiser and Audio Technica, two respected audio companies, uh, and I think they waited for you know the a lot of the problem with the early wireless earbuds was actually getting the left and right earbud to sync and play audio at the same time turned out to be a much bigger problem than anybody thought it would be. Um, so I think they've they've waited for the chipsets to solidify and become relatively inexpensive. I think they're maybe waiting for Bluetooth 5.0, uh, and I'm very very curious to hear both of these. Um, you know, like the you're talking about like, you know, Aptex support is built in, mm-hmm. AAC, the standard SBC, Bluetooth 5.0, which may promise the upgrade to that next generation, uh, that next generation Aptex um, HD. I mean, the other thing that was crazy is Sony's got a new high-end wireless headphone and Audio-Technica also announced one. I was kind of surprised by this. Uh, very curious to hear it. Uh, the Again, a, a name that just rolls off the tongue, the ATH SR50BT. Uh, and the 30 BT, and they're claiming 70 hours of battery life off. Not for not for earbuds though, right? These are not for earbuds. These are over these the are for, yeah. yeah, these are for headphones. Um, so I, I think as more and more manufacturers uh, start stripping the headphone jacks out of phones, we're we're starting to see a little bit of acceleration in the high end audio market. Because hey, if you have a thousand dollar phone, you can probably afford a couple three hundred dollars, <laughs> or you have no money left. <laughs> can yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, those, those are 30 BTs with the 7,000-hour battery life. I mean, the 70-hour battery life. Uh, yeah. Sell for no, that's attractive. Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and even the, the more expensive ones, the SR50 BTs that Audio-Technica announced, they're talking about a 25-hour battery life. Hmm. Um, wow. So nice. lots and lots of stuff coming out of IFA. And uh, again, uh, if, you've, if you're looking for a better audio experience, certainly Audio-Technica and... Uh, and Sennheiser are fighting for your money. Yeah, those are real names in, in the space, so it's good to see that. Yeah. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the summary, Patrick. That was helpful. 
You're welcome. And thanks to everybody in our subreddit. Uh, you submit audio stories as well as many others. And if you have stories that you'd like us to feature on the show, you know what to do. Submit your story or vote on someone else's at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. But their emails also come in and then we read them on the show. Exactly. Yeah. We're not, you know, the email still, we're, we're cool with that. Uh, Timmy D actually had a really, really good response. Um, the conversation we had the other day about Google adding a veteran uh, search <clears throat> result um, uh, functionality. Uh, Timmy said, uh, this is uh, something that veterans should know about a program from the University of Syracuse called Onward to Opportunity. It's free for veterans or active duty or reservists or National Guard and their spouses offers training and certification in several areas, including IT, that's cybersecurity, cloud services, programming, project management, Six Sigma, etc. They also partner with other veteran support groups to provide mentoring, coaching, and placement recruiting help. I recently used them to get my CISSP, and they're extremely supportive and helpful. Any veterans and their spouses that are looking to change careers or get certifications should at least check them out and see if they might be able to help you. The website is onward to the number two opportunity uh, hyphen vctp.org. We'll put those uh, that in our show notes as well. And I know uh, Amos, before the show, you said this is actually a really good, really good resource. Yeah, this is one of those things that uh, would be great for, let me hit the little button there, um, <clears throat> great for people that have, uh, that, that are transitioning out like I was or I am. And during the one week long presentation that I went through a couple of weeks ago, this wasn't mentioned at all. So it kind of shows just how fractured all the information out there is. And also, the, I was looking around, and this is, as far as I can tell, it's a really great program. Most of the things are in IT and program management or in management in general. But if you're into those areas, this is looks like a great opportunity. And I'll, uh, I'll follow up with this company and get back with you guys on, on my experience with it. But it looks amazing. Well, that's awesome. So thanks to Midi for sending in that. Anytime anybody has resource help, um, we... We strive to be a bastion of knowledge. So thanks to everybody who participates. And also thanks to Patrick Norton, who's also a knowledge base, unlike any other, I might add. Patrick, (laughs) what's been going on since we saw you last? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Man, uh, at this point, uh, watching the new (laughs) laptops roll out, and uh, it seems like everybody, Dell announced a bunch of laptops at IFA, Lenovo, making tech thing, making AV Excel, and uh, finally getting my surround sound speakers sorted out in my living room. I think it's the most important thing in my life at this point. Nice. I know the feeling. <laughs> uh, we'll go follow Patrick on the Twitters and uh, check out Tech Thing. Uh, where, where, where's the best place to keep up on all that stuff? Uh, probably at Patrick Norton if you're on Twitter. Otherwise, uh, T-E-K-T-H-I-N-G dot com or A-V-E-X-C-E-L dot com. And hopefully my video hasn't frozen because I'm staring at an alarming still capture of myself in the Google mm, Hangouts app. No, no, you're good. Uh, and audio people don't even care. They're like, we wouldn't have known. Uh, hey, everybody, thanks for supporting us on Patreon. Tomorrow is Patreon Day. That's that's when everybody gets, uh, gets charged for their backing. That's when I'll send out all the notes with all the information that you ask me about all month, like how do I get in the Slack? Where's that clean feed without the commercials, etc.? cetera? Uh, that's all coming to patreon.com slash DTNS tomorrow and all we need is five of you to join up right now 
You won't waste a day. You'll get all the cool stuff exactly tomorrow, and it will get us to our goal of having one more patron than we had last month. So please, please, please do it because it helps us make a better show. Patreon.com slash DTNS. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. We love your feedback. Please keep it coming. You guys are the best. We're also live Monday through Friday. If you can join us, please do. Monday through Friday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. And find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. So no show Monday because of the holiday in the U.S., but back on Tuesday, our second attempt with Jen Cutter. It's going to work this time. We'll talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.